0: with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio, and today joining me is Eric LeBaron. Eric is a speaker. He's an inspired person who is changing some lives, and especially young people. He's reached out to audiences that are really resonating with his message, and big surprise, it resonates with mine too. So Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Paul. It's good to be here. You and I are on similar paths. I was just looking over your website, and as we've talked together and gotten to know each other a little bit, um, principles, you know? Big surprise. Principles determine all
1: of life's outcomes. I completely agree. That's exactly what I try to teach people, too.
0: <laughs> you know what? If they could understand that, life becomes so much easier. sure does. You've got some reasons for knowing this. You've got an interesting constellation of life experiences, Eric. Yes, yeah, I for sure a, do. true for a lot of my guests here on the show. Uh-huh. Um, it was interesting to me, for example, that you got seven kids. Yep. Three of which are adopted. Yeah. Um, you've spent some time in the computer industry. You've worked a little bit... Uh, In youth organizations, youth leadership, Um, you got some good stuff happening.
1: Yeah, one thing I didn't tell you is that I actually taught high school for three years, too. So that's what my my degree is in, is in high school education. Uh Uh-huh. So I love the youth. I've I've been around them for a lot of years.
0: Eric, you've got a concept that you call stack the deck. Mm Mm-hmm. It feels sometimes that we have the cards are stacked against us, right? I know you've encountered this, and this is part of the message that you bring to the world. When it feels like the cards are stacked against you, what do you do? Where
1: do you start with that? It's a, that's the question I've kind of uh, been wrestling with in my my speaking journey for A while now, because the reason I use that stack, the stacked um, principle is because I come from a background. My parents have a background of having the deck really stacked stacked against them in their lives. And so they took some steps in their own lives where they kind of stacked the deck in the favor of their children and made it so that I'm the recipient of what I would call a normal life where my parents didn't, mm-hmm. they both came from abusive backgrounds, um, mm-hmm. violent backgrounds and where um, alcohol was involved. And, and, you know, if, if it was all statistics, um, mm-hmm. statistically speaking, um, my mom had a 50% chance of becoming an alcoholic. And if she had become an alcoholic, I would have had a 50% chance of being an alcoholic, which passes on through the generations. Right. Instead, my mom decided to stack that deck. She decided to change the outcome and make her life be a positive force for good in, in my life and in my brothers. I have, I have uh, eight siblings seven brothers and one sister, and all of us have been in, handed on a silver platter principle-based lives. Um, just one thing I'm kind of proud of is that all seven of my brothers and myself have earned our Eagle Scout Award. It doesn't happen in a lot of families. Mm-hmm. And all, all of the boys of the family are graduated from college and you know, wow. in professional situations. And my sister is closing up her, her degree, her bachelor's degree. She's the youngest of the nine kids. Uh So I guess when I, when I use that acronym stack or the the principles behind the acronym of stacking, I'm talking from a place of, of privilege based on the fact that my parents didn't have that privilege, you know, to be handed on a silver platter.
0: Yeah. Interesting concepts here. What caught my attention first, Eric, is that regardless of what our life looks like, whatever the deck is that, or the hand that's been dealt to us from right. Jack Deck, or <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of analogies in that, right? There
1: sure are. That's but, why I love it.
0: <laughs> regardless of the hand you've been dealt, You get to choose what you're going to do with it. And what you're describing here is an intentional, purposeful effort on the part of your parents. Yep. To say, okay, hold on. Regardless of the fact that we're coming from alcoholism or abuse or neglect or whatever it is, regardless of that, we get to choose what we're going to create from here
1: on out. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly the, the thing that all of our lives are built on, right? I had the choice, even though I was handed a good life, I've still had choices in my life where I could have turned one way or the other. Oh, and absolutely. So no matter where we are, we can use principles that bring us to where we want to really be, as long as we're willing to put in the effort, right?
0: You mentioned that this stacked or stack is is an acronym you use it as a teaching tool i do can you share the walk one? through it i'm i'm fascinated I, I would love to hear where what you've done with that because i like the concept.
1: okay so s is all about service It seems to be that if whenever we're feeling down or faced with a really hard decision or really tough circumstances in our lives, we can go a lot of different ways with that. And often we can find ourselves feeling sorry for ourselves or get down in the dumps. But if we turn our heart away from ourselves and help somebody else Mm -hmm. out, it changes the way our attitude is. so my parents have always, you know, from very young age, made sure that their kids had a drug problem. When I say a drug problem, they drug us to this place to serve and they drug us over to that other place <laughs> to serve and they drug us <laughs> to another place <laughs> to serve. That was your drug problem. <laughs> that was our drug problem. We got drug around to to help people. Yeah. And, you know, our, our town had a big, giant peach orchard. Uh-huh. And it was... Uh, it was a place for service. The peaches help people in need. They go around the world to wherever there's a, uh, a need, you know for food. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's all volunteers. Volunteers trim the trees in the early spring. and then the volunteers us, go and pick up all those branches to, to haul them off. Then the next thing is the peaches have to be thinned, so the rest of them will be great. So every time the volunteer um, call was issued, my dad raised his hand and said, my boys will come. And it was always 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. How many of us, especially teenagers, want to be out in the peach orchard at <laughs> 7 in the morning on Saturday? The only day we'd rather sleep in. Uh, so,
0: but in stacking the deck for their boys, your parents understood service. Was a
1: key. Yeah.
0: And it so, gets you turned out of your own mess mm-hmm. long enough to focus on others a little bit. Exactly. And there's, there's some powerful psychological reasons why that works, Eric. We won't get into all of those, but wow, powerful starting place, service.
1: Uh, yeah, service is so important. And, and I've, I try to give my kids the same drug problem. Mm -hmm. Whenever somebody needs to move, I'm volunteering. I'm bringing my trailer and my kids to haul it off.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Whatever other things there are that we can serve, we try to do that. Mm -hmm. So that's really important stuff for me. And I really feel like that's made a difference to get my parents out of the the struggles that they were in as well.
0: Right. Right.
1: Ready to move on to T, or do you want to talk about service some more? Uh, You know, we could
0: talk about service all day long. Let's go on to T. I want to make sure we get to them all.
1: Okay, so T is for train, and of course, that training is is the lifelong pursuit of learning and growth. Because of circumstances being what they were in my dad's life, he uh, his his parents had joined a radical religious organization that moved to mexico and because his parents could read and write the authorities in mexico would not let them go to school thinking Mm. that the parents would teach them how to read and write so that didn't happen so my dad when he was 14 coming back to the united states knew the alphabet and the sounds the letters made so he couldn't even be put in with the same grade as he would have been put in if he had been in school that whole time. He mm-hmm. was two years behind and he had to learn and had to catch up with all of his peers. And the same thing with my mom or a similar thing with my mom. Her, her dad was an abusive alcoholic and they found their home life was pretty terrible. Mm -hmm. She got to the point where she understood what was going to happen in high school. So late in her middle school years, she made a decision where she said, I want to be the valedictorian of the high school. Oh, wow. So she went to work and worked every day, got straight A's all the way through and was the valedictorian of the school. Well, oh, good for her. My dad caught up with his class and went on to college to get a college degree at BYU. Mm-hmm. So the two of them have been a, a, an inspiration to me to say, you know, you can come from pretty cruddy backgrounds, but if you'll work for it and you'll do what it takes to get an education, or get trained in whatever field you're going to get trained in. It's not all about college. It's all about learning, right? Yeah. The principle is go and learn and keep on learning. One of the mentors in my life recently uh, broadcast that he had made a decision in his life to to stop listening to as much or reading as much fiction and read a lot more nonfiction. And so mm-hmm. his life now says: during the weekdays, I listen to nonfiction, and on the weekends, I can take a break and get some fiction in my life. Mm-hmm. Since he said that, I changed my habits, and I I read nonfiction during the week and read fiction on the weekends, like that. And I love both. And those nonfiction things going into my mind have expanded my ability to reason and my, the way I see the world. So I find training to be one of the most important things in my life right now. And I think it is from, from ground up. I think, I think the that's opportunity we have.
0: I think that's one of the principles, Eric, that knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually knowledge is potential power. Right. Because, you know, there's an application thing that comes in that as well. Sure. What, a, what a powerful concept and principle. That is a really great introduction to the rest of this tool that you use, this acronym, that we'll come back to after this break. Folks, this is Eric LeBaron at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, Live On Purpose family. I know you're a fan of personal development and that's why you're here on the podcast. Something else that I think you would really like is Live On Purpose TV. Come on over to youtube.com forward slash TV, where you will find daily episodes that are all geared toward powering up your personal development program. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And we're back, Eric LeBaron at Live on Purpose Radio. Eric, you're speaking my language. Awesome. That's what we want to do, right? I love it. Principles, right? And and this acronym uh, that becomes a learning tool. Yeah. Stack the deck in your favor. Uh, we've already talked about
1: service and training. Yep. I kind of feel an A coming on next. The a is all about accountability. Oh, yeah. We live in a world where accountability seems to be sloughing off a little bit way too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. We, uh, kids aren't really taught in a lot of situations to take, take responsibility. Do what it takes to be busy and to make your life something great. This
0: is something that fits right in with what I call the victim paradigm. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where the finger's always pointing. Oh, who's to blame? Yep. You listen to the news. It drives me nuts sometimes to listen to the news and, it, and, and it's all about who's to blame for this. Uh-huh. As opposed to accountability, right. which is where, where we look at what's my
1: piece? What is my part here? And can I own that? Right. And that's, that's really the whole deal. Every one of us has something in our lives that we kind of feel gypped about, or maybe we could feel gypped. We could feel angry at the world or whatever. Right. We've got to just figure out how to hitch up our pants and take responsibility for what we do have control over because all of us, if we have the control in our life to make our life a little bit worse, <laughs> right? we definitely have the ability to make our life a little better. And it's all about our own choices, right? I don't think there's one of us that could say, There's no way I can make my life any worse. I couldn't oh, yeah. do a worse felony or a problem or, you know, a better worse choice than I've ever made. We all could do that. You know. But, I-
0: I'm over here chuckling because I ask my audiences sometimes Uh to do do an assignment, just a quick assignment. You got five minutes. I want you to go out there and somehow make your life worse. Ready? Go. Everybody's like, huh? What? You'd never do that on purpose. We do it accidentally all the time, right? Look how quickly your mind can come up with half a dozen ways to pull that off. Yep. But...
1: like you're if saying we'll take control, right, we have the power right. to overcome challenges just like we have the power to create them. Yes. So that's where accountability comes in. And, you know, we, I can go a lot of different directions with accountability in the mm-hmm. workplace, and in school, and um, in the home. But all of them lead back to that same principle. And I'm just grateful every day that my parents saw that. And they made sure we had a lot of accountability. They, they bought a cow that we had to milk every day. Oh, that'll teach
0: night. you some accountability.
1: Yeah. We learned a lot of accountability that way. Yeah. <laughs> but we can succeed. You know, when we take responsibility, we can succeed and we can find the nice. power in our lives to be happy. The C is for connect. Um, connect. Kay. Connect. I'm taking Probably, notes
0: as you're sharing these eric <laughs> okay connect out
1: spend way too much time um doing things that don't connect us with another person mm. whether it's whether it's playing video games or watching the facebook feed or mm. you know, whatever else that keeps us from being around people right we lose a lot of valuable opportunities in our lives when we don't get out and connect with others.
0: I'm feeling that there's sometimes an active disconnect as I listen to you describe this, because it's not, it's not just incidental that, Oh, we're just kind of tuned out. We're, we're actively seeking things that disconnect us sometimes. Yeah. That's kind of a concern. It is. So, you're using connection as one of the strategies
1: for stacking the deck in your favor. Well, a good friend commonly says, you become the average of the five people you hang out with. (sighs) Makes you start thinking about who you're hanging out with. huh? It does. You just think about it. What would be one way that if money was your goal what's one way that you could learn how to make more money? Hang out with people who have it. Yeah. So if I had five billionaire friends, I'd be a lot more likely to become a millionaire than if I hang out with somebody that's making $10,000 a year. Yeah. Or if happiness and peace in my life is my goal. If I hang out with, Four other people that have figured out how to have happiness. Yeah. I'm a lot more likely to be happy than if I'm the guy hanging out with a bunch of people that haven't found accountability in their lives and are blaming everybody else for all of their problems. Right. So, you know, it, it makes you evaluate, well, what, what am I seeking? Where am I putting my efforts in my life? And how am I making connections that are going to build me into the person I really want to be?
0: And do that as intentionally as you might be
1: disconnecting now. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I like that thought. Switch the energy. How about the K? The K is for key principles. Key principles. So you're going right back to principles. principles. I am going back to principles because, you know, we can't cover every single principle of power in a 15 or 20 minute discussion or a one hour discussion.
0: Of course.
1: Um, My dad is an example of a principled man. He set up so many important boundaries for himself and passed those same boundaries to his kids where he's consistent in keeping the principles that he's laid down. And that he's learned, and he's not—he hasn't been afraid to learn new principles and act them, make them, put them into action in his life. Mm -hmm. I remember a time where, as a whole family, he sat us down in a, a family meeting. He pulled us all together and said, "You know what? A very wise leader has counseled families to read the Good Book together." We were, mm-hmm. I was young and we were a busy family. We had, I think, five kids at that point. And um, the oldest ones were starting to have before school programs and things like that. Yeah, your life and gets so busy. He said, if we're going to do this, how are we going to do it? It wasn't, it wasn't, oh, I think it's going to be too hard. He says, how are we going to do this? And so. Yeah.
0: We of course, kids. it's going to be hard, right? Uh-huh.
1: And Do totally it anyway. And we'd get up earlier than we'd been getting up and read for half an hour together early in the morning before any of us wanted to be awake. And that, that one, you know, him taking action on a principle of truth, because that's really what it comes down to. There are principles that no matter what, there's going to be an, an action and a reaction. And it's going to happen. And if you talk about the principle of even just honesty because any of us could tell a little white lie and probably get away with it but what does it do on the inside of us
0: you've just expanded this discussion a bit eric from as we were talking about principles earlier uh uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is natural laws you know like gravity it's always on you never get up and think oh i wonder if gravity's on yeah it tends to be, and these are these are natural laws. Well, you've just expanded this definition of principle to include morals, uh, values, ethics. Exactly. The, probably the higher meaning of principle. Um, I like that. I like that subtle addition of look. There are things that are just by their nature good and right and wholesome Mm -hmm. and there are other things that are not so much exactly
1: there's all kinds of debate about this isn't there Mm -hmm. there is but you know there are things that are just they are what they are and no matter how you try to argue it they're gonna some things are right and some things are wrong
0: i had a great experience with a group of um juvenile offenders uh uh-huh they had been adjudicated by the court. They'd all committed some crime, and I was running the group. All right, okay. and so I'm sitting in this group, and I just thought, I just want to test this out and see how it goes. And, and so I gave them a number of scenarios and had them simply decide good, bad, right, wrong. I mean, we simplified it to that level. All right, right, and so we, I said, hurting people. Guess what? Hundred percent of the group bad wrong yep <laughs> serving people good right these are
1: incarcerated youth yep they know yep the principles right and that's that's so important for everybody especially in this world of shifting values
0: mm-hmm. of
1: gray areas instead of blacks and whites that we lay for ourselves where the black and, li- and white lays and not deviate from it. We have to stick to principles. And we have to stick to them hard because the world is going to try to convince us that we're wrong.
0: And pull us off of it. Yep. So Eric has a summary here. I've got service, training, accountability, connect, and keep principles
1: that says stack that says stack stack the deck for your own life and you can do it legally morally and ethically you're not even cheating even better and everybody has access to it (laughs) cheating right or wrong (laughs) (laughs) you got it my friend
0: (laughs) eric you're doing some good work my friend how come people find you
1: The easiest way is to go to my website. It has all of the links to be able to get a hold of me, phone number, email, all that kind of stuff at ericjlebarron.com.
0: Eric, E R I C, J, LeBaron, L E B A R O N. Exactly. That's it, folks. And if you want Eric to come and speak to your group, if you've got some young people who could use a little connection to principle, (laughs) this is what you
1: do. Yep. This is what I do.
0: Nice. Well, thank you so much for your contributions today to Live On Purpose Radio.
1: Thank you, Dr. Paul.
0: Everybody, you've heard it from Eric. It is time to go live on purpose.